Good morning from Northern California. Today's day 37. Nikki, Nikki de Saint-Fal, or Fal. She is, uh, she was, um, she found a highly individual style to express her ideas about being a woman in society. The quote-unquote nana figures, embodiments of self-aware femininity, an irrepressible joie de vivre. Yes, in the early 60s, a young artist in Paris caused a stir with her spectacular shootings. Nikki Dussanfal, who had initially become known as a photographic model for Vogue, Harper's Bazaar, and other magazines. Zines, sorry. <laughs> After a serious nervous breakdown, she turned to full-time art, self-taught, which she found therapeutic. I've never talked about this part of my life as far as my art, how I, well, maybe I will in a minute. Let me finish. Let me continue on. For St. Fall, or for saint Fall, shooting with a pistol at pl- mottled plaster reliefs was a release of her feelings and aggressions. I fired at men, at society with its injustice, and at myself. She prepared the targets in advance with concealed bags of paint, which splattered color on the relief when they burst. The works of art thereby, arising by chance, she called tears, shooting paintings. Among the targets was a Venus de Milo sculpture, a replica of the famous original. Shooting it was an attempt to free herself from the power of the classical sculptural tradition. Her shootings won her acceptance among the French Nouveau Realists, group of artists who included Daniel Spory, Yves Klein, Jean Tingley, and Christo. The highly adaptable quote-unquote Nana concept was in effect an alternative art to the shootings. The brightly colored, amply endowed polyester female figures are reminiscent of archaic fertility goddesses and, according to St. Fal, were harbingers of a new matriarchal age. I wanted these good, bounteous, happy mothers to take over the world. One of the first of these to establish her reputation was the outsize Nana figure exhibited in 1966 at Moderna Musit in Stockholm. 28 meters, 92 feet long, the architectural sculpture Own in Cathedral. She, a cathedral, <clears throat> welcomed visitors in through splayed legs into a kind of pleasure park inside the figure. In the early 1970s, she decided she would make a sculpture garden. It would include 22 monumental figures based on tarot cards, and the artist's highly individual style would make the whole place a single work of art. In 1983, the first completed figure, the empress, a sphinx in the center of the garden, 
became her home and studio for seven years while she worked there. Eventually, after decades of work, the Giardino de Tarucci in Garavicchio in Tuscany opened in May 1998. By then, Nikki de Saint had already retreated to the milder climate of California, her lungs seriously damaged by working with polyesters. She died in 2002 of pulmonary emphysema in San Diego. May 21st in San Diego. I don't know much about this artist. She's intriguing me because of her, the first paragraph here about how she was self-taught after a, self, a ner- serious nervous breakdown and she found art therapeutic. That actually is what happened to me. Um, I went back to finish my... I went back to finish my... Um, English degree. I was a major in English at the time. And one of the prerequisites I had to do was some sort of a humanities class, which I took a humanities class, but then I also took a drawing class, which I really didn't like that well. It was very strained and felt very constrictive. And I didn't really like having to render an egg with all its shadows and have it almost look perfectionism. You know, I was I was actually rebelling against perfectionism because I had grown up in a family that that was very perfectionistic and if you weren't towing the line, um you were you were quote unquote a bad person, basically. I mean, I don't know why I'm saying it like that now and kind of call everything down to that perfectionism, I suppose. Expected to please people. Um, Yeah, so interestingly, I went back into um, a painting class, which led me back into the drawing. But the painting class um, really, really freed me out. And I was able to express so many emotions that I've ha- I had inside even more than I could in writing, which I thought writing was the freedom that I, I mean, I, I still do. I still feel writing is a big freedom. But the painting was even more because it allowed me to say things that I didn't even know were inside and I didn't have to articulate with words. So yes, I think uh, painting is very therapeutic for me, and art, creating art is very therapeutic. So I really resonate with that part of her story. And I think I'll look up more about this artist and read a little more about her. Because um, like I said, I don't know that I ever learned about her in my art studies. I probably have heard the name, but not... Not to an extent where I've remembered it. So let's put it that way. So we have now finished day 37 of 50 Women in 50 Days. And day 38 will be Rebecca Horn. And I hope to do that soon. Maybe another one today. Since I'm behind, I just spent three days at the coast in Mendocino 
for my birthday. And so I'm behind reading. I thought about doing them ahead of time and I opted not to. So I'll catch up now. Day 38 coming right up. Thanks for listening.